Quest to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Martin Grunberg, and on the other line, I could not today rope him into the studio, but he sounds and he looks terrific. Henry Evans, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, my friend. Good to be here. Glad we can do these. These are fun. Yeah, you. Sometimes I think you sound better. <laughs> you sound you sound better a few miles away. Unbelievable. You know, it, I'm telling you, it's the quality of the mic. This new mic I have is just amazing. It just really works well. Wow. Yeah, but I don't get to see your pretty face. All right. So <laughs> before we get into the FAF, and now I'm scrambling to think. Hopefully you got one off the top of your head. Actually, yeah, got, for the for the, uh, for the for uh, the uh, for the GTR. Yep, yep. Yeah, so my my oldest just got word she's gonna get her braces off on her birthday in like two weeks. So she's beyond excited. <laughs> That's huge. We always <laughs> Our GTRs are always about our daughters. Um, oh, I'll shift it up a be. little. So you know Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Affectionately known as my uh, right-hand man here, running the IT ops. We did, coming off the ClickFunnels, we just, before before we got on this call, we just went through a real good, uh, you know, it's it's this... I'm just going to back up and say there's this gr- – actually, I'm bouncing all over in my head and I'm not getting a word out, but you were affected by this. So what I was going to say is we did this brainstorming session because we got to produce this product for our clients around um, security. And without, right. without giving too much away, really my GTR is we just had a great brainstorming session, but – I will say specifically directed to this crypto locker, this malware garbage um, that's going around. And then I think I remember you saying you had your data encrypted, right? No, we had our uh, all of our data hacked on one of our servers, a company I'm involved with. Yeah, it was horrible. I thought it was locked up too, so you couldn't... Uh... I I thought it, I thought they encrypted it and they were asking for ransom. Oh yes 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 okay. yeah yeah that's actually what they did when they hacked it is so they basically encrypted all the files exactly and put a text file saying if you want your files back send us the what basically it was four thousand dollars to this anonymous uh, Bitcoin <laughs> address and it, yeah. it, it, boy so, it made us mad yeah and I'm sorry to hear that but that's what we're we're trying to solve because a lot of it is you can have the best firewall and the best email protection you can have all these different layers and and a lot of it comes down to employee training so we're working on some of that and and we're just trying to help people stay away from that nightmare that you experience. So anyways, that's my GTR. I think we got a good solution that's going to be rolling out here in the next uh, couple months. So love it. All right, bud. So FAF frequently asked Friday, you got, you got something for us? 
I have I have got something for us here, and this is something I think is is you know relevant for anybody who's going to be tuning into this to this podcast is all about this concept of goal setting. So we all know we're supposed to set goals, and we know they're supposed to be smart goals. But what what really constitutes a right goal for you? Um, you know, if if uh, if if I want to lose twenty pounds, do I set the goal as two pounds? to lose and then celebrate that and set another one and or do I set it for 20 or do I set a long-term goal that's like I'm going to run a marathon in a year it's like so what how do you know you've set the right goals and I know that you've got a lot of experience in this I'm actually really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this well yeah I I, I don't know if I ha- I have some experience for sure and and it occurred to me that because this question has come up a few times, how do I know I'm setting the right goals? And in my experience, in my world, it's always, I hate to use (laughs) absolutes, it's most of the time best, and by the way, he said relevant, not irrelevant. This is relevant. So um, it's most of the time best to Begin with your house. Make sure your house is in order in terms of, like, people want to set, let's say, money goals and career goals and um, goals that, like, are externally motivated around whether it's toys and treasures. But, But I think the reason... And this is just me, so I'm looking forward to your input. Um, the reason we want to set those goals is because they feed us, right? And 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 we are fed by our relationships, our health and well-being, right? Right. And our general like character or personal development and happiness. So. What I'm getting at is there's at least two, maybe three layers of goals. And, and really, now that I think about it, this is how the Habit Factor app was broken down, where you have, if you were to draw a circle and just divide it into four quarters, you have mind, body, spirit, and we can talk about what that means, but that's not necessarily religious, Mind, body, spirit, and social. And this is a long way to say, Henry, that the answer to the question, again, from my perspective, is the right goals to start with, if somebody's just kind of kicking the door down now, is starting with yourself, your relationships, anything you can do to better um, your own personal development. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, um, I've got a friend of mine who is uh, uh, extraordinarily healthy, and he's also pretty successful business-wise. But um, what he told me one time, and this is very recently, which really piggybacks on what you said, is he said, you know, health before wealth is what he said. And he kind of has made it his phrase where he said, ask anybody who has a ton of money when they lose their health, what's more important? And so he really... Anytime he's working with helping anybody achieve more, he says you really have to start with your body, taking care of it, putting good food in it, 
um, you know, not, you know, I mean, I mean, think about it. If you pour sugar and uh, flour and, you know, junk into your gas tank, you know, your brand new car isn't going to run too well. It's the same exact thing with your body. And so he was really keyed in on if you don't have that piece dialed in, you're going to have some serious problems, which I thought was really interesting. I've, I've never heard it said that way you know, health before wealth. I mean, I kind of like having both of them, but, um, you know, but, but it's true though. I mean, you have to be able to, you know, be able to compete. And in order to do so, you need to make sure you're in a healthy, good state of mind and you have good energy levels. Yeah. So Emerson, you know, I'm a quote, (laughs) a quote freak and yeah, Emerson's quote, I believe was health is the first wealth. Health. Oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Health is the first wealth. And, you know, tragically, you can look at a lot of very, very wealthy. And by the way, there's a difference between wealth and rich, which we can talk about, but I'm sure that's getting off topic. Um, But yeah, health is the first wealth. A lot of very, very wealthy people, if they neglect uh, their health, it's it absolutely has no value. You can't, you can't spend it. You can't use it. So, right. So anyways, I think think that's what constitutes the, the first part of what makes a good goal is making sure that house is in order. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off there. No, 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 not at all. It's a, it's very interesting. I had breakfast this morning with a guy um, who I haven't seen in a long, long time. Um, at the Hotel Del Coronado, which is in downtown San Diego on the on the on the ocean side, a gorgeous place and very successful. Just sold his company for fifteen million dollars. He's seventy five, but he's still working and just um, just a really neat, smart, smart guy. But you know, he's probably about you know, thirty pounds overweight hmm. and uh, looks like he's you know expecting in a couple of months. He's got you know really a big beer belly and. Um, you know, and, and, and he has some problems walking now he's very, very successful and has done incredibly well, but still it makes you stop and think like, Hey, you know, you know, you better take care of yourself because you just never know when you're going to get where, you know, where your health gives out. And I, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if I got a call one day saying that he, you know, keeled over from a heart attack. It, it just, it just, I mean, I'd, I'd be very sad, but I wouldn't be surprised, which is sad. Yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, yep, for sure. And and so let me just walk through what what I think health means is those four major quadrants. And and just to bring it back to the Habit Factor app for a second, which we rarely do. I don't want to see any reviews about. He's always pimping his app. Um, <laughs> and by the way, there are none. So. Uh, I think I saw that about the book once and I was just like, oh my God. So anyhow, what what constitutes health, mind, body, spirit, social. We did a whole episode on that. Maybe I can go back into the archives and look. But but it's more than just working out. It's feeding your mind. What I was going with when I said back to the app. So those were the only four categories for habits. And then the uh, people... The users begged for three more, which was financial. But notice they're they're like level two categories. So financial, and then it was like lifestyle, adventure, um, and then professional. So 
that made for seven categories of habits within the app. And, and those are all good. But if the question is, what are the, the first goals or the, the first most important goals? I think they involve those first four. And we did an exercise, I believe not too long ago, where we said, just give yourself a score in each, each quarter of that circle, because that circle is your wellness or your oneness. And if you have a three or a four, you know, I'm thinking, you know, one, zero to 10, um, maybe you just set a goal in that quadrant and you attack that. So if it, then how, how big of a goal, let's just talk about weight loss. If somebody has to lose 20 pounds, what, what's like the ideal size of goal to set and how far out would you think? Well, I wanted to stay away from body just because we've kind of beaten that a little bit in the ground. So let's, let's make it about, let's say it's a mind goal. And, and the reason is so, so they're like, well, I just, I don't feel like I'm feeding my mind a lot. So I think the goal would be something like a book. Well, look, a book a month would be extreme if you, you haven't read a book in five years. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe one book, uh, a quarter. You know, I think with every goal, Henry, and I've heard you talk about this. The idea is you got to know where you're starting from. Um, you setting a reading goal is going to be different than me or somebody else. It depends on kind of where you're coming from. And then I think you just back it into habits. So, so if it's, if it's one book, let's say a month, then it's 15 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day. And then you track it because if you're not tracking it, it's not going to happen. And you follow the PAR methodology. But I think that's the right process. And you were saying, well, how do you know if it's big enough or not big enough? I, I think you know because you, you set it, you make a go of it. <laughs> and then you, based on your tracking and your feedback, you reassess. So, and you use common sense. I mean, I, I can't tell you what, what's right. You know, you were talking about your marathon goal, um, realizing that, you know, the half marathon was probably the, the right distance, right? Because right. It's scary. Right. Well, and, 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 you know, what was neat about that is you'd first, uh, told me, Hey, man, man what are you going to set? And I said, oh, I think I'm going to do a 5k. And, and you said, does that scare you? And I said, no, not at all. And you said, then, then go bigger. And, I said, well, half marathon scares me a lot. And you said, okay, perfect. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, you know, it's a stretch. Another way to look at it is a stretch. Is, is reading one book a month a stretch? Can you get excited about it? That sort of thing. Um, I think that's, that is the core. Well, let me back up. The core message is address those four quadrants mind right. body spirit social are you involved in social networking groups professional networking groups are you doing something to feed your spirit whether it's a hike once a week in nature or you know paddleboarding or and then what are you doing to feed your mind and how are you taking care of your body 
from my experience, you address those four consistently. And by the way, it does not mean all at the same time. It could, but it doesn't mean that you could just rotate through them. Uh, you will realize, I think, balance, wellness, equilibrium, all those good, healthy things before you tackle that second rung of uh, goals. Right. So there you go, bud. That's my two cents. Love it. I think that's great. Yeah. The, you know, just one thing that I'll kind of add to that is, you know, what you said obviously is key for me. That was a huge takeaway was set something that kind of scares you a little bit. And also, um, this is something that I realized uh, probably about five years ago was that goals, it's okay that they're fluid. And if you want to make an adjustment on a goal, um, don't feel bad. And, and, uh, I think a lot of people feel like I set that goal and if I don't hit it, I'm a failure. And, you know, if your goal was to make a million dollars and you made 800,000, um, you know, that's still pretty successful and you should be happy with that. And then know that your overarching goal should be, I'm just going to keep doing better and, you know, and then kind of re reestablish your goal. And also don't be afraid to adjust them if you need to. I think a lot of people feel like once they set it, it's, it's a do or die. Um, and oftentimes people end up being their own worst enemy when they do that. That's fantastic. And I would just say kind of the last beautiful fruit of setting goals and it's one that's counterintuitive and most people don't necessarily get right away is 30% of the time you're going to set the wrong goal. And that is gold, <laughs> you know, to, to go out, wow. to go after the wrong thing. You wouldn't know if you didn't go after it. And so, um, you're wasting time, not by going after the wrong goal. You're wasting time by, uh, not setting the goal and not getting that information. So not achieving on your way to a goal that is not ultimately what you want is found out much more quickly when you set the goal and go after it. Does that make you sense? You know, I think that's that's so wise. I heard that said a different way um, uh, uh, years and years ago, but it, it's the same concept, which is, you know, you have to get in the game and start playing before you're going to know if you're on the right field and which direction to be going. So you have to, you have to take action, even if it's in the wrong direction before you're able to self-correct. I don't know if you've ever been in your car and you, and you turn on your GPS on your phone and it thinks you're facing the wrong direction. Um, when you're at a traffic light and it thinks you're going the other direction or down a side street or whatever. And until you start moving, it doesn't get fixed. And I think it's the same thing with goals until you start taking action towards them and making them happen, then you don't know how to adjust. And so like that, that whole movement I think is so important. So whatever goal you set, just move towards it. Yeah, that's beautifully put. All right, we're going to end on that. That was so darn good, but it does remind me just between you and me, we got to maybe talk about the corridor principle another time as it relates to business. Uh, just make a note of that. All right, Henry, that was fantastic. Love it, buddy. My, my Great G- to chat with you as always. My GPS tracker guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, brilliant work. Thank you so much. We'll uh, chat soon. Take care. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Talk to you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by 
audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going? It's phenomenal. It's I, The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course... When you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.